Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. And we're going to have a party. Again. Okay, good. Schmick. We got green lights across the board, green. and now if we don't touch anything, hopefully it will remain working and consistent. I realize, and I apologize to the listeners, there has been a wild inconsistency to our audio quality. I'm working on that. I'm fairly sure it's because I'm constantly breaking down and resurrecting the equipment time and time again every time we record. Eventually, I will have a permanent setup, but that's... Neither here nor there. Uh, Dad, why don't you welcome the audience, tell them where we're recording from while I drink We are recording from deep in the bowels of the Dog Kennel Studios Definitely in the, the bowels. suburbs of Langhorn, Pennsylvania, USA. And uh, this is Frank Reviews, a father-son expedition through pop culture and an excuse uh, for father and son to bond over movies. And dad, uh, 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 to your left on your little table there is a stack of white thing, uh, white boxes. Why don't you crack one of those open? Oh, my fi- my my fidget spinners. Yeah, the fidget spinners are Oh, right. I like the green. Oh, I like the red one. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Green or red. I think I take the red. Let's just continue with your uh, Speedy Gonzalez voice speedy, there. <laughs> speedy, speedy, speedy Gonzalez. Not... Today is going about as well as I expected it to go, so yeah. Yeah, really get that opening right on on microphone. Oh, the lines look awful. Oh, now he's just crumpling the packaging <laughs> just to screw with us. No. <laughs> he threw aside the fidget spinner and is just crumpling the packaging. Dear God in heaven. You're called in heaven. All right, give that a spin on microphone. Oh, see how that works. This is so nice. I like it so much. Okay, well let's let's call it a day with those voices, shall we? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, back to Frank. So this week, wow, this we- spins really good. <laughs> wow, you were. You were st- <laughs> this is really cool. You were still teaching when fidget spinners were in vogue, weren't yeah. you? Right. This was like yeah. fall of 2016. I want to say they were a thing. Yeah. Wow. Did you confiscate any from, from students? No. No? No, at least they were doing something. No, that's fair. All right. Well, now you've got a set of your very own to keep you occupied. This is uh, so cool. <laughs> I'm just going to look. All right, you go ahead. Consider it a belated birthday present. Yeah. But this week, we watched... I'm going to be distracted by you playing with your fidget spinner. This is great. This is a win for every... No, please, keep playing. I bought it so you could play with it. So you wouldn't mess with the audio recording equipment. Yeah, that's like that noise is like nothing compared to the rattling on the mic stand. Anyway, this <laughs> this week we watched the 2013 Edgar Wright movie The World's End, which is the uh, third in the trilogy uh, of the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy, uh, which 
We discussed the first one, Shaun of the Dead, and now this one, uh, World's End, and eventually we'll get to Hot Fuzz. But this one seemed more topical, considering the end of the world and all that fun junk. Dad, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, um, uh, towards the end, I was just trying to think, like, who the hell comes up with these dopey ideas? Um, like, uh, a bunch of, like, like everybody's, they're not robots, they're not, uh, what did they call themselves? I forget now. What? They were were given the nickname Blanks. Blanks. Um. As in fill in the. And it's like, it's like their bodies are like. Like if you took a Barbie or a Ken doll and broke yeah. it open, you know, yeah. like if you pulled the head off, it's got the little round thing where you snap the head off and on <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And then there's this like blue gooey uh, stuff that comes out. I don't know if it's lubricant or blood or whatever. Like, and the, the head is completely hollow. You know, like who comes up with this weird <laughs> stuff? Like, like that's the part of the movie that you were curious how anybody came up with it. Not- yeah. Uh, uh, the basis of the movie itself, which is uh, five high school friends reuniting twenty three years later, right, to do a epic pub crawl. That's very generic and well and good. Oh, yeah. and makes sense as like kind of like a middle aged comedy. Yeah, you see um, them; they're all you know, like uh, um, what was the one, the series with. Uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis, the yeah. Hangover, and it, yeah, the hang, Hangover movies <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. Um, you know, same stuff, same stuff. You know, so it's it's right. been done, and it's well, still being done. The the concept for this trilogy, it, it's called the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy, and we might have discussed this in Shaun of the Dead. I haven't re-listened to that episode recently, but the the concept is they wanted to make action movies centered around their favorite ice cream brand, the Cornetto, the little um, pre-packaged ice cream cone thing. So in Shaun of the Dead, they feature, I want to say it's the um, strawberry flavor Cornetto, which is red for the red blood of the zombies. In Hot Fuzz, they use the original flavor, which is blue for the blue police uniforms. And that actually enters into my complaint for my only complaint, really, for the world's end, which is the Cornetto featured in this movie. You see it very quickly. Uh, it, it's a it's a wrapper that blows up against the chain link fence at the yes. end of the movie, and it's green, and that's supposed to represent aliens. So the concept was always zombies, police action movie, aliens. Okay, and why they chose to make the blanks blood blue instead of green always confused and kind of pissed me off it's like you could have had it you could have had green goo everywhere i like the look of the blue i'm not going to complain about that but i'm just thematically yeah i'm always a little cranky about that yeah good point yeah did anything stand out to you in particular about the film or um the guy uh um who oh the king uh what's his name king gary king simon Pegg. yeah gary king yeah he was nuts he was freaking nuts (laughs) Um, like he was the only one that uh, didn't appear to become uh, wor- worldly successful, right? With a, with a family and a and a, a, a middle uh, middle to upper white collar job, um, 
I'm going to open IMDb you know, and cast just, list, yeah. You know, just, just a, a hanging out, partying, <clears throat> you know, in his 40s and stuff, and all the other guys are all successful. And he they reluctantly join him on on this adventure, their pub crawl, the 12 pubs. Oh, um, my God, this cast list is not in – it's in order of appearance. That's aggravating. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, the five friends are played by – Let's see. Simon Pegg as Gary King, uh, Nick Frost as Andy Knightley, and I. The naming convention is designed to be King Arthur's Court sort of thing. So there's Gary King, Andy Knightley, uh, Martin Freeman plays Oliver Chamberlain, Patty Considine. I think I'm saying that name correctly. Plays Stephen Prince, and then you've got Eddie Marzen playing Peter Page. So it's King. Knightley, Chamberlain, Prince, and Page. Okay. So the the names all kind of uh, sort them into the, the 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 categories that their characters actually are, uh, which I really really love um, because the uh, Andy Knightley, Nick Frost is uh, Gary King's right hand man, so he's the knight right. of the group, and Stephen Prince gets the girl at the end because uh, uh, he's the prince, and he right. actually gets that heroic moment at the end of the movie where he assails down on a, a, a bunch of ropes and flags yes. into the uh, the aliens' lair. I always love that very very much. Um, let's see. So, did you want to uh, did you want to go pub by pub through the movie? Well, uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, like, okay. so these these blank, these blanks, things. The, the network is the name of the group itself, okay. and they're represented by five bars, like the five bars of a mobile phone network. Okay, uh, which I really like because they keep also saying eh, networks out. We don't have a cell phone signal here. So okay, yeah, okay. Um, but th- they're not the aliens. The the blanks. You right. mean? Right. The blanks were not the aliens themselves. They were um, doppelgangers put in to replace the actual human beings that resisted the network. Uh, uh, which is why that one character, Basil, uh, um, he drinks through that crazy straw. Right. Yeah. So the aliens <laughs> can't get their DN- his DNA, so they can't make blanks of him. Right, yeah, because yeah. there are a couple of humans. Yeah, he's the he's him and like two other random dudes are the only people in the movie we don't see blanks of. Everybody else, I want to say, gets a blank made of them. Okay, so if you go along with the network, you can stay human. Right, and if not, then you become a blank. Mm-hmm. And what do and they? And your, I, your physical human body is recycled and. Turned into manure, essentially. That's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. It's a pretty uh, evil uh, uh, program, I guess. But but as I was saying, we never see the uh, No, aliens. we never see... The closest thing we see to the actual aliens are those weird, tall, metal, like, yes. garden statue style of yes. things. Like a, yeah, a big statue, yes. But I'm not sure if they were actual aliens or just other different robots, really, okay. designed to hunt and track and destroy. So, no, besides, like, the big glowy light of the network at the end, we never actually see the actual aliens themselves. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So you can have an alien uh, movie and not even have to come up with an alien. Yeah. You know, well, just... I mean, <laughs> the, 
that first shot where it truly becomes science fiction, where it's the bathroom fight. Yes. When um, Gary King wrestles the, he he throws the kid to the floor, and his head just pops off, pops off after yeah. it hits a urinal. Yeah. That's the moment, like almost half an hour into the movie, where it suddenly becomes science fiction. Yeah. There's no hint of sci-fi None. before that. I Zero. love that so much. Yeah. A good point. Yeah. Mm. So, would you like to go through the movie pub by pub? Yeah, go ahead. Because okay. yeah, they 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 all jumble together yeah. eventually. But uh, again, what I love about these movies is, uh, well, this movie specifically, uh, but it's present in all of the uh, Edgar Wright movies. They go through the entire movie in, within the first like five ten minutes of the movie itself. So, yes. in the first five minutes of this movie, it's Gary recounting that perfect night yes. where they attempt the pub crawl, the Golden yes. Mile. And then that is exactly how the movie plays yes. out. Uh, so pub number one is the first post, which is very obvious. It's the first stop, stop on their right. tour. Uh, and nothing particular happens there besides some, some characterization and stuff. Then number two is the old familiar, which is exactly the same as the first post. Yes. Because it's been taken that over was... by like a corporate chain. Yeah, uh, which yeah I, it's like... Oh, yeah, it's just, per- you know, and it's yeah. identical. They had to change, like, some of the colors on the uh-huh. one set. And if I'm correct, this is where the bartenders at the first post and the old familiar are actually played by real-life cousins. So they look okay. very, very similar. But they are, in fact, two distinct people. Uh, Wait, the- we did get some insight into something unusual happening because the bartenders, which is weird after, mm-hmm. what was it? You said 20, how did you 23 know it was 23 years? years? Yeah. How did you know it was 23? Uh, the Perfect Night happened in June of 1990, and this movie was released okay. in 2013. Okay. So they referenced 23 once or twice here okay. and there in the film. So it's 23 yeah. years, mm-hmm. uh, and the same bartenders are there (laughs) and yet the bartenders do not recognize these boys which apparently made quite an impression back in 19 whatever it was 1990 1990. Uh, but that's actually the thing so the first two bartenders don't recognize them because they have been replaced yes because they are blanks and that goes directly into pub number three the famous cock so now the boys have been in town and have been announcing themselves very dramatically and when we finally get to pub number three word has gotten around within the blanks and they uh discover that oh hey this guy was banned from this pub yes they recognize him hey you're that famous dickhead that was banned 23 years ago get out flagged yeah exactly um number four yeah so they have to totally skip that pub kind of but that also is what i uh, um so Gary realizes that there's three partially drank cups of beer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is disgusting. So he does get his full pint out of pub number three. Yes. On a table outside mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. As, they're, as they're being thrown out and they're leaving, there are three partial Which- partial pints <laughs> left on a table. And so he just drinks them down. I, I remembered there being a cigarette in one of the cups, but when we watched it this time, there was not. So maybe I just added that uh, uh, in bad memory. But number four, the cross hands, they cross hands. This is where they get into their first fight 
in the bathroom, which if you watch the fight, I know they faked it in one or two spots, but the entire fight is more or less done in one continuous shot. So oh, okay. there are a couple of neat whip pans where you can disguise a uh, an actual cut, but it's done pretty well. Okay. Um, let's see. So that's the cross hands. Uh, the Good Companions, uh, pub number five. This is where they have to pretend that they are good friends and to try and keep up the illusion that, that nothing is wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, let's see. Am I getting these confused yes i think this is also where they it's it's literally they just walk into it's one shot continuously and i don't know how many takes of this they had to do but they all walk up to the bar take their five pints they all chug it at exactly the same time and then put them down and walk out the door all set to the beat of the um the the song the um uh whiskey bar Yes, Show yes. me the Ooh. way to uh, the, the doors. Yes. yes, Jim Morrison. Okay, <laughs> I think uh, Edgar Wright had to hide that he was going to use that song specifically from the studio, so they wouldn't balk at the price of buying a do- the rights to a Doors song. Okay, um, the trusty servant, uh, which is seven, pub number six, six, and this is foreshadowed in the beginning of the movie but oh man um martin freeman's character uh this is where he he dropped out of the golden mile in the original yes running and this is where he makes an excuse in the in the 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 modern day uh uh second take on the golden mile uh he makes an excuse to go to the bathroom and and he's obviously smashed at this point but when he comes back, he's bright, chipper, peppy, and has yes. been replaced by a blank. Yes. Um. <laughs> so apparently they can replace you in a matter of quickly. a couple of minutes. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh, the two-headed dog, pub number seven. Two-headed is dog? That's where crazy. Uh, they get into the fight with the uh, the twins. Yes. What did You were freaking out. Over the twin fight, especially the part where the one uh, woman got her arms replaced with legs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they rip her her arms off and then, wait, and then she's got the other girl's legs in place of her arms. Right, so she's got two sets of legs. Yes, and she's beating people with the legs, which are actually now her arms. (laughs) That was crazy. Part of what I love doing, like, uh, uh, yeah, we are father and son. When we watch these movies together, that first time uh, in in pub uh, number four, whatever, the cross hands, um, when the blank's head gets smashed against the urinal and it pops off, we both go, oh, at the same time. And that's how, like, most fight scenes are with us. Uh, It's freaking great. Uh, Let's see. The two-headed dog. Number eight is the mermaid. Where they do that weird school dance style of thing. It's like an old disco. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And um, it, it, yeah, it turns into like and a, the, a big and disco the club. Three girls, thing. the two blondes, and a redhead. Oh, that what was that called? A marmalade uh, sandwich. Marmalade sandwich. Yes. Two blondes and a redhead. Yes. <laughs> uh, which, according to this white uh, website, is depicted as they are sirens, the mythological creatures who okay. try and lure you okay. to your death. Um, let's see. Number nine is the beehive. And this is where they fight a literal swarm of enemies and meet the possibly 
Queen Bee, which is Pierce Brosnan, the uh, their old high school teacher. Yes, yes, that was yeah. Pierce uh, Brosnan with a beard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> with a clearly fake beard. And I want to say this is the as f- pub number nine. This is the last stop they make in the original Golden Mile. Okay, yeah. so they never got they never past finished, the Beehive. Yeah. Uh, um, but this is where. Uh, they, they, they make it to the next pub and they have to make it to the King's Head, uh, which is, uh, where Gary King, quite appropriately, goes a little crazy and accidentally smashes his head on something I want to say. And, uh, uh, um, uh, he was pounding his head into a, a yes, post. yes. <clears throat> uh, wait, what to, the- to prove that he was not a blank. Yes, exactly. Okay, so yeah, that's that's pub number ten, the King's and, Head, and the one guy's got to show some scar on his butt. Yeah, they show scars to prove that like um, they're their original selves and not replaced by perfect. Right. Uh, which is this is also where you find out that uh, Nick Frost's character uh, Andy Knightley, yeah, Andy Knightley, has been sober for sixteen years yes. because. He was in a horrible drunk driving accident that Gary King managed to escape and betray him yes. from. Um, and, uh, oh, man, yeah, that hurts. So he uh, he shows off various scars from the uh, the original accident to prove that he's him. And this is one of my favorites. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter Page. It's not Peter Page. Yeah, Peter Page. Um, he's got a uh, scar on one leg that he has to show off, but he pulls up the wrong, the wrong pant, le- leg, pant first. leg So the other guys are like, oh my God, what yes. the hell? And it's like, oh, wrong leg. And he pulls up the other one and there's the scar. I love that joke. So. Now, the, the the King guy. Gary King. Right? Gary King. They asked him to show a scar or something and he didn't want to. Right. Th- this is another important plot point. So um, they ask him to show a scar on his wrists. And we've only seen Gary with long sleeves yes. throughout the entire movie up to this point. Right. And the main reason he's doing this entire pub crawl, you find out later in The World's End, is because he attempted suicide by cutting his wrists and is trying now to recreate that one perfect night as a high note to actually go out on. Uh, So the implication is he's going to finish this perfect night pub crawl and then try it one last time. Okay. But he doesn't want to show off that scar on his wrist because that would show the bandages wrapped around his hand. Okay. In fact, uh, 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 that's the opening of the movie. He's retelling that perfect night golden mile story to his uh, group therapy. Therapy group, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, having done that, they kind of nailed the mood and the atmosphere of that situation. Okay. Good point. Uh, not good point. Yeah. That's when he started banging his head on the post exactly, because to the, show, you know, well, my head's not going to pop because it's the real head. Right. But then they they said, okay, you you are the real Gary because he did something else. Was it because he was banging his head, or he he was banging his head repeatedly, and then he goes, "Ow!" And it's like, yeah, only Gary would be that stupid. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Uh, so then they make it to Pub 11, which is the hole in the wall in yes. which they escape uh, thanks to um, the prince smashing a literal hole into the wall with the car. Yes. <laughs> yes, driving into it, mm-hmm. yes. 
And then they finally make it to the world's end. The world's end. And I and up until this point, Gary has downed a pint in every single pub. Yes. And the full pint which is there, ready, poured, and waiting for him, and is labeled number 12. It's it's poured and ready to go, and he gets it to his mouth, and it's smashed out of his hands by Nick Frost. That's right. Yep. Right. Yep. And he goes to pour another beer, and that's not working, and he finally pulls on the one big tap, which has the marker of the network on it, and that's what Carl's is the bar. Yeah, to sink into the, the bar ground. sinks into the ground. Oop, we've we've lost signal on your microphone again, and give me a mic check again. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, son of a gun! It's it's cutting out. And give me a speech. Yes, don't, yes, yes. Yes, we're back. Okay, okay good, cool, uh, good. Okay. Don't know why I bumped it, but we haven't lost any recording. The audio quality still sounds the same in my ear cans. We should be okay. Um, and I did. I where did I put my phone? Because here it is. So I noticed something at this final bar, the World's End. There is there are two prominent beer taps at this bar, and the one is obviously the big switch for the network. The other is a it. They don't draw any attention to it, but it's labeled Doom Bar. Doom Bar beer. Doom Bar beer. Wow. Uh, which I googled it. It's a real beer made by Sharps. And it looks like an a, a amber ale, uh, which I thought just labeling the bar literally Doom Bar. Okay. Uh, uh, and then they go pull the, the trigger. Um, but yeah, Gary never gets that final pint. And then, according to the epilogue, he goes completely sober and is now wandering the countryside with yes. his uh, four blank, the, the young versions of... Yes. Uh, his friends and calling himself the king. And he's wearing a hat now. So he has finally been crowned okay. as the king of the group. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love Edgar Wright movies so much. Maybe one day we'll watch Scott Pilgrim versus the world. But that's, I think, a little too video gamey for you. I'm not sure you've seen that one. Uh, I know you've seen I've heard Hot of it. Fuzz before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. yeah that would yeah. be fun. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's all of the pubs. They make it. Uh, did you have any other thoughts about World's um, End? Or? A lot of good pranks, a lot of good laughs, uh, a lot <laughs> did, of good fights. Uh, did, did you have a favorite bit? Weird. I just can't understand who, who came up with the, the <laughs> blanks. Literally, like you pop arms and legs and heads off like it's a doll and pop them back on yep. I, and you know crack the heads open like it's a plastic doll head or something like that it just i don't know like who would come yeah, up there's bits where nick frost is literally busting heads open with padded uh uh, uh bar stools and yeah it's like he's hitting them with the pads yeah um it, it, like when you think of an alien or alien creation that's just not uh not what would you know not what would come to my i don't know i don't know why where they get these ideas but it's very interesting yeah, well, that's uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as a, uh, no, not Nick Frost, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright as a writing team for okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, anything else you want to mention? No. That's about it for the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, it was fun. Yeah, good. It was fun. Good. Uh, yeah, within about 
three minutes of the opening montage, you realize, oh, I have seen this before. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, let's let's do what movie we want to do next week. Um, we've been on this kind of like uh, um, uh, dystopia, post-apocalyptic streak. Um, I thought we'd continue maybe with uh, the robots theme. Would you like to do uh, RoboCop or the first Terminator or... Robocop. Robocop. Although it's, I know it's going to be really dated with the with because I could just already picture the uh, the girl with the hairstyle and the clothes and, and the stuff like that. Hairstyles never survive in movies, yeah. especially from like the eighties. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I, um, I already know it's going to be, uh, um, you know, real uh, funny in that regard. But I, I know um, we've we've watched Stranger Things together, and yes. I know you've seen seen all of it, but. Uh, at the end of season two, I want to say, um, what's his name? The babysitter character talks about his hair care routine, and he mentions like a Farrah Fawcett spray. Yes. I d- did a quick, because I knew, that's the kind of crap that people go crazy for. I uh, went on eBay and searched for that Farrah Fawcett hairspray uh, of the day or two after I saw the episode, and people were selling cans of that stuff from the 80s for about $400 a can. Oh, my it's God. Like, I know! The 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 specific model of Walkman model that Star-Lord uses in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I went on eBay uh, uh, after the first one came out, and that model was sewing, suddenly going for $1,000. Insane. I went on eBay after the second Guardians dropped, and at the end of that movie, he gets a... Zune, the failed MP3 competitor to the iPod. Okay. The Zune, which went for maybe $200 when it was originally released, is was suddenly going for seven or $800. I can't. I'm sure they were getting it, too. That's yeah, I'm sure they were. It's truly insane. But all right, yeah, RoboCop next week. RoboCop sounds good. Yeah, very excited for that. And um, let's see, you can find us on social media, Muscle Nerd Studios on Facebook, HD Lickner on Twitter. Um, and I want to say that's just about it. Dad, if you want to take us out. Well, since most of the this- most of the well, the United States. Well, I don't know about the other countries. Any of you folks from other countries? Uh, are your schools closed too? Uh, most. I of- actually spoke. Sorry, I spoke to friend of the show uh, Jessica uh, this morning, and her schools are now closed because they tend to close in early June. Her schools are now closed. I want to say indefinitely. So, and she's yeah. where? Oh, the Netherlands somewhere. Uh, she's gonna Netherlands. she's gonna hear this episode and immediately correct me. She's in but, the nether regions. But yes, she, <laughs> she shows up on my uh, um, uh, my statistics thing is is uh, somewhere in the Netherlands. Okay, so that's that's what's stuck in my head. Well, since you're sitting home and we know you're not doing any of your homework because you really just figure, cool, I got out of getting uh, uh, quitting. Quit school early this year. That's nice. Uh, real free for all. Um, uh, chance to do something with your life. Uh, do something uh, realistic. Do something uh, constructive. Uh, do what your mom and dad tell you to do. <laughs> sort of. Only when sort you have of. to. Okay. And uh, make something out of your life.
And we want to have a good time.